Hey friends, and welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food and their bodies, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. I'm your host, Katie Pichinowski, a health and mindset coach, intuitive eating and health at every size advocate, nap queen, and bookworm. Join me each week for empowering conversations, stories, and actual steps to help you master your mindset and drop the obsession around food and your body so you can love the skin you're in. I can't wait to guide you towards unlocking your highest potential. And that journey starts right now. Let's jump in. Hello, hello again. This is another part of my little series talking about New Year's resolutions and setting mindful goals and really helping you to shift to a place where you can really experience true transformation in 2020. That is going to be amazing and you're going to just shift so many amazing things in your life and it's going to be fun and easy than ever before. It's going to be amazing. But today I actually wanted to talk to you about setting non-weight related or non-weight loss related goals. Before I dive into these though, I want to also mention that if you have a goal to lose weight, that that is not a bad thing. I don't want to ever put you down for wanting to change the body that you're in. I've been there before. There's been plenty of times where I'm not happy with my body and I, I want to lose weight and there is not a problem with that. So I want to just put that out there first. But when I when I work with my one-on-one clients, what I really like to do is help them to understand the why underneath wanting to lose weight. What would that give you if you were able to lose weight? What benefit would that bring you? And really starting to unravel that more, okay? And I'll do a separate episode more about that. If that's something that you guys are interested in hearing more about, make sure to leave that in the reviews and I'll make that episode for you. But I wanted to make that clear as I started this. I know that so many of you are setting weight-related expectations and resolutions for 2020. I know that you are, but I also want to give you so many other options that will benefit your health, your overall well-being, your mind and body health that are not related to weight loss So, and non-diet resolutions. So... I have eight for you, and I'm going to share each of these with you. So goal number one, or resolution number one, mindful meals. So having more mindfulness when you're eating. And what do I mean by this? The thing about mindfulness is that it's not about what you eat or even how much you eat. It's more about the experience of eating. So one way that you can experience eating more is simply slowing down and enjoying it. And allowing yourself to really experience what it tastes like, what the texture is, how it makes your body feel. That's really what I mean when it comes to mind mindfulness when you're eating. A couple other strategies that I like to throw out there as far as mindfulness that you can try for yourself is just breathing when you eat and chewing your food when you eat. And even placing down your fork in the middle of a meal and just acknowledging the experience of eating and how great it feels to fuel your body. The simplest things, when I say them, it's just, it's almost like, duh, (laughs) duh, you need to breathe and chew your food. But so many of us are rushing through our meals and barely chewing and 
barely breathing. We're just shoving food down our mouth. And I'm guilty of this as well. So being more mindful just means slowing down and enjoying the experience of eating and breathing and chewing our food because digestion really starts with chewing and an important ingredient of digestion that not a lot of people know is oxygen so when we're breathing during our meals and taking our time and chewing it really allows for the digestive process to be more relaxed so that our body can be in an optimal state for digestion So no matter what you eat, your body has a better capability of being able to break those things down. So more mindful eating is a great goal to set for yourself. Number two goal that you can set for yourself, call a friend or maybe a family member each week. I think that with today's society, and I'm guilty of this again as well, we often just are on social media and feel like we know what's going on in people's lives or we text each other back and forth, which is an amazing thing that we have these capabilities now. But how often do we actually pick up the phone and call a family member or a friend that we haven't heard from in a while and just see what's going on in their life and build that connection? I think that for me, I have done this a few times where I've called my grandpa or I've called a friend I haven't talked to in a while. And just having this moment to connect back and forth is so filling for your social health. It's just such an amazing experience. So that's a great goal that you can set. And it doesn't have to be again every week. I'm all about setting goals that are more realistic and not rigid. So whatever feels good for you, I just think that setting a goal for connecting with friends and family and connecting can just bring so much joy to your life. Number three, spend more time in nature. So being outside is obviously so amazing. I think most of us know that, especially, well, especially when it's warm, I will say. I grew up in Chicago and I live in Dallas now, so I'm used to those really cold temps and I know it can be definitely hard when it's freezing cold outside. But nourishing our body also has a lot to do with just being out in nature. Sunlight is another way that we nourish our bodies. We get we take in those those vitamins from the sun and just being out in in nature just is really helpful for our our mental health and even our physical health. So spending more time in nature is a great thing that you can set a goal for. Number 4, drop the shoulds and shouldn'ts from your vocab. I am so passionate about shifting your language and your thoughts so that you can experience better feelings and produce better actions and results in your life because all of these things are interconnected. So when we are dropping the shoulds and shouldn'ts, which really are only creating unrealistic expectations and reasons for us to put ourselves down and really tuning into what it is that we actually need for ourselves, like inner wisdom turning into ourselves and saying what do I need that is where we can come from a place of feeling really aligned I know that when I've said I should be doing this or I shouldn't be doing that it creates a lot of resistance in my life and anytime we create this resistance it's just unaligned unaligning us from where we should really not where we should be where we're going so Releasing those shoulds and shouldn'ts from your vocab is a super important thing that will see many benefits in your life. Number five, make time for daily self-care. This one doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't even have to cost money. 
Self-care could be getting enough rest every day. Self-care could be eating one of your favorite meals. Self-care could be using your favorite shampoo or drinking a glass of water. You don't have to make it complicated, but taking that time to pour into yourself so that you can in turn pour into others is going to make a huge benefit into your life. Number six, stop comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. So one thing that I recommend, especially for those of us who spend a lot of our time on social media, spend some time diversifying your social media and even cleaning out who you're following, who maybe isn't giving the best vibe. And or if you find yourself comparing yourself to certain people on social media, unfollow them. Just don't follow them anymore. I'm just, I promise you they won't be offended. Or even just don't follow their posts. You can still follow people and just choose not to see their posts. So you can do that if you find yourself constantly comparing to your, yourself to other people. But another way is to just set social media rules for yourself. Maybe don't go on social media as much and... I know a lot of our phones now actually track how much time we spend on social media, so that can be a huge wake-up call for a lot of us of how much time am I really spending here and is this actually benefiting me? I know when I spend too much time on social media, I find myself in this crazy mindset of, oh my gosh, I need to be I need to be doing more. I should have done this. This person's more ahead of me. And it's just crazy, right? Like, we don't need any of that. I wish we could go back to those times, even though I'm so grateful for the connection that we're able to have with people from all over the world at any time through social media, to go back to those times where we didn't have that and where we really just picked up the phone and connected with people. And we, in those moments of silence and boredom, I guess, we we really just turned into ourselves and asked what we needed and read books and did those types of things. I know that that's what I did a lot when I was younger. And so I'm shifting back towards that more of spending less screen time and more time just finding things that are fun outside of using devices. <laughs> Number seven, practice gratitude. This is something I try to do every single day because, again, finding this place of gratitude helps to keep you in this state of positivity. It helps to raise your vibration. And when you're in this vibration of gratitude and feeling amazing for all the amazing gifts that the universe and God has put into your life, it's really hard to feel negative from that place. So I highly recommend practicing gratitude in your life. And this, again, can be something so simple as waking up and just naming in the past 24 hours four to five things that you are super grateful for. Maybe someone held the door open for you or the person in front of you at Starbucks paid for your drink. Be grateful for all of the little things. And number eight, focus on joyful movement. So joyful movement is just finding different ways that you love to move your body without the expectation that it needs to last a certain amount of time or it needs to burn a certain amount of calories, whatever the expectations that you might hold around movement, releasing all of those and allowing yourself to explore movement in a way that feels joyful for you, in a way that motivates you to want to continue to do it. That makes movement so much more joyful. So Again, those are eight different resolutions, goals that you can set for yourself in the new year that are not revolved around weight loss or diets. And there's plenty more that you can set, but I wanted to at least give you eight that you can go on that will help to still benefit your mental, 
physical and emotional and social life. So I hope that was helpful. I'd love for you to share your 2020 resolutions in the reviews on this podcast. I would love to celebrate you and help to guide you towards your transformation in 2020. Have an amazing rest of your day. I'll talk to you on next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening into the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. Before you go, could you do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes? This is how the podcast can be discovered by more people and impact even more lives. And don't forget to tag me in your Instagram stories at Katie Pijanowski so I can see what you're listening into. I love you all so much and I'll catch you again on next week's episode.